The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, The Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13, San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m., on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. On station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. On station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. On station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV, Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our, our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer talk, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes, 
and should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Lifting the name of Jesus in high, singing songs of praise and thanksgiving, being a witness for him by telling people of his return in clouds of glory are the men and women of our church choir. Singing this melodious song entitled, Blessed Be the Name, is our church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn. Accompanying them will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ. Join in and sing along with the choir using the words on your television screen.
sit back, relax, and enjoy, TV viewers, this awesome, inspiring number by our church band as they play for you this harmonious song under my direction entitled Hebrew Folk Song Suite. of this song is in the simplicity of his mighty name Jesus. How majestic and awe-inspiring is the name Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. 
the soon coming bridegroom, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting King and our Creator. Our solos this morning, trustee associate pastor Innsbruck Sr. will sing for us his encouraging song entitled, There's Something About That Name. Accompanying him will be associate pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Mason Asano Sr. on the guitar, Iris Locke on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain Jesus 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim kings and kingdoms away but there's something about that name Jesus 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 there's just something about that name Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven. kingdoms will all pass away but there's something about that name Jesus 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 there's just something about that name Master Savior Jesus like the fragrance after the rain Jesus Jesus Let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms 
pass away but there's something about but there's something about but there's something about that Our church choir, once again, will sing a song of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord in this moving and robust song entitled, Sing Hosanna. Plus, this morning we have the youth strings section of our church band playing for us his all-time favorite tune entitled, We Wish You a Merry Christmas.
With God before us, who can be against us? He is the author and finisher of our faith. In Philippians 4.13, it reads, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Just remember, viewers, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Jubilees under the leadership of Emilia Ha will sing for us his uplifting song entitled, I Can Do All Things. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to Ms. Zeneca Rose Hahn, a faithful and inspiring individual of the Apostolic Faith Church. Raised by God-fearing parents, Seneca has placed Jesus first in her life and continues to pray daily and attend church services as often as possible. May the Lord continue to pour out bountiful blessings upon you, Seneca, for all your hard work in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday. Socialist Pastor Jose Jandok, and I would like to repeat our television time station locations and I kindly ask for a viewing audience 
especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, the DS telecast cannot be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSG channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KACY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZGO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work, and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in Homestead, Hawaii. Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. And prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. In our Kamiki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palola Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule observed by neighborhood branch churches. The services are all conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaner Sr. in Kanakaka Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Verio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. T. Law in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard Kiwara Sano Sr. in Kolo, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Farah in Bologopi, Kauaian, and Pastor Vesper Farah in Presos, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to volunteer to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Ann Jr., who will bring forward a Spirit-directed and Spirit-defied sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Jose. Indeed, TV viewers, it is very important to keep in touch with the Lord as much as possible. In spite of the fact that many of us love the Lord and pursue righteousness, we still fall short of the glory of God. I hope and pray that you're joining us each Sunday in our weekly Kingdom of God Crusade telecast is a means which strengthens and helps your vows with God or creates within you the desire to make yourself right with God. Perhaps one day soon, you will become an instrument of the Lord and testify of His goodness and mercy to others. And now, do join me in the reading of God's Word and today's sermon. The festive customs of the people are vain. Have you ever sought help to overcome some monumental problems and not found that help? Have you needed guidance and direction to do right in the eyes of God, that is, to live a life above sin? In these times of peril, have you wished for that special protection to sustain you, whether in or out of the house of God? Well, look no further. The answers to these questions are within your reach and are found in the gospel of the kingdom of God. 
Join us in these weekly telecasts, and I'm sure the solutions will unfold before you. Biblical scriptures, as well as the subject matter for this morning, warn us not to learn the ways of the heathen. The word heathen applies to any person or nation that neither worships nor believes there is a God. And the term vain refers to having no real value or significance, worthless, unprofitable. As God-fearing believers, we have been born again and are not heathens, but are called to be saints in Christ Jesus. We as true born-again Christians have been drawn out of our previously sinful nature unto the Lord Jesus Christ, who is created in righteousness and true holiness. Therefore, since the last days are upon us, we should be very conscientious of the righteousness of Jesus Christ as he requires of us. You may be asking, what has this to do with Christmas? My question to you is, do you recall the real meaning for the Christmas season? As we approach the Christmas season of 2015, we will find store windows, decorations, newspaper advertisements, magazine articles, and other events round and about us promoting this Christmas season. We must reconsider just what is being promoted. It is the festive customs of the people with little or no thought for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The real reason for the season, like the unique and phenomenal event that took place in Bethlehem almost 2,000 years ago. Current festive customs of the people often preclude the true light of Jesus Christ, God's Son, from shining into the hearts of those who are lost in this sin-filled world. Just imagine, this blessed and significant event changed the course of history and affected the course of humanity in its entirety. No other birth has had such a great impact upon mankind. Open your Bible and read along with me in Jeremiah 10, 2-5. Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. That is, those of you who did not know God and who did not trust in Him were afraid of thunder and lightning, eclipses and comets, or of any unusual thing that they might see in the sky. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workman with the axe. They dick it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. They are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born, because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. Don't these verses hit the nail right on the head? Regarding the perfect description of the festive Christmas tree, please review with me the course many will take in preparing for festivities during this time of Christmas 2015. Each year, efforts are taken to seek out a Christmas tree. Whether it be found in the forest or purchased at each store, many go through great pains to get the best tree. They take the tree home, decorate it, care for it, and place it in the most conspicuous area of their home for all to see. Next, they invite their family, neighbors, and friends to come and see the festive Christmas tree that is erected in their home. Simultaneously, government officials use the media to warn the people of the potential dangers of having a tree in their home and they emphasize precautions that should be taken to protect the home against theft and fire. Now with all of these festive activities going on, 
Do you think Jesus Christ is foremost in their hearts as the real reason for the season? The biblical prophet Jeremiah tells us that the festive Christmas tree is a heathen practice and custom of the people in this world. You will find that the hearts of people today have been distracted and more attention is given to the Christmas tree, Santa Claus, and holiday merriment than to Jesus Christ himself as our true source of all human and spiritual life. Therefore, we should not liken ourselves to the heathen of Israel who made a figure with their hands and imaginations with their minds to convince themselves that God existed. Ephesians 3, 17 to 19 provides us the proper Christian focus for this Christmas season, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that he being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that he might be filled with all the fullness of God. It is through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that we can recognize him as the tree of trees. He is the real tree of life as we read together in Revelations 2, 7. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. From Jesus Christ as the tree of life, we can have everything our heart desires because every gift is wrapped up in him, including the trimmings and decorations with no strings attached. The tree of life was kept from Adam and Eve after this sin, but now it is given back to the gods redeemed of earth in the spiritual person of Jesus Christ himself. In Revelations 22, 14, 15, we learn Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. The real meaning of Christmas is found in Christ Jesus, for Christ is Christmas. Although it is true that mankind today often thinks of Jesus Christ as a tender little babe born in a manger, each Christmas we should recall the wonderful stories of the angelic choir, the wise men guided by the star from afar, and the gifts presented to the glorious baby Jesus born in a manger. The glorious light of truth dawned only upon a few that this child is none other than the Almighty God Himself, who is from the beginning and who clothed Himself in a human body prepared for him so that the thoughts of God might be made known unto all men. Isaiah 9, 6 presents the fullness of his birth. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Consular, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This scripture reveals that Jesus Christ came into this world to seek and to save mankind who was lost in sin. Therefore, today is the day of salvation. If you will but hear the voice of Jesus Christ calling you to him as his sons and his daughters. This born-again message first preached by Jesus Christ himself aroused the curiosity of the Pharisee named Nicodemus. He observed his religion with very strict obedience. He celebrated the Passover paid tithes, said prayers, brought sacrifices, and tried his utmost to keep the law. He came to the Lord Jesus Christ by night, and Jesus Christ said unto him, Ye must 
be born again. Turn again with me and follow the reading in John 3, 5. Verily, verily, meaning this is a truth, I see unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse it reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. When God's word says you cannot, it means you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Please consider this. Keeping the laws of the land, joining a church, living up to a religious creed or ritual will not save you or get you to heaven. Yet we do know that in the end, hell will be filled with those who rejected Jesus Christ and failed to believe that he came to free mankind from sin. What does it mean when we say you must be born again? It means that we must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ by immersion in water. The term baptism is defined as to dip, to plunge, or to immerse. Let us read the exact words of Jesus Christ in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Believing is taking him at his word and trusting him completely as our only Lord and Savior. Without a doubt, baptism is essential to salvation. Physically, our life on earth begins at birth. Spiritually, our life with Jesus Christ begins when we accept his name in water baptism and then seek to be filled with his Holy Spirit, which leads and guides us in our spiritual walk with him. Yes, dear television viewers, you cannot join the family of God unless you are born into his family. True Christians are not made, they are born again into God's family. And the only biblical way to be born again is to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ according to God's holy word. To confirm this, let's read God's biblical instructions given in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We receive two wonderful and enduring promises being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. First, we receive the remission of our sins. The Lord Jesus will remove our sins as far as the east is from the west, and he will remember them no more. And second, we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is God's Holy Spirit, to enable us to enter and abide with Christ in heaven, which is God's abode. Please note, that the only Bible evidence cited to verify that we have received the infilling gift of His Holy Spirit is scripturally performed by speaking in tongues or in an unknown language, which is God-given. To confirm this, please read along with me in Acts 2.4. And they, the 120 who gathered in the upper chamber, were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, we repeat this note for our learning that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking with other tongues refers to the cloven tongues like as a fire which sat upon each of them as evidence to those in Jerusalem that the presence of God's Holy Spirit rested upon his believers then as well as upon us today. To witness the infilling of God's Holy Spirit is a spiritual event that everyone should experience. 
to feel, to see, and to hear God make himself so very real to us all in this present life. The Apostle John describes this phenomenon in chapter 3, verse 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth, pleaseth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. The wind is one of God's forces of nature that no man can fully explain. It was used to describe the coming of the Holy Spirit upon the believers in Jerusalem in Acts 2.2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all of the house where they were sitting. Therefore only a fool would say, I don't believe in the wind because I have never seen it, and I can't understand it. We cannot fully explain the working of God's Holy Spirit in the lives of mankind because it is a personal experience that everyone must witness for themselves. In other words, we need to know and to feel His spiritual touch in our daily lives. It is His Holy Spirit that makes the hearted pure, that makes the liar honest, that makes the drunken sober, that makes the blasphemer prayerful, that makes the proud humble, and it is the Holy Spirit that makes the weak strong. The Apostle Peter, empowered by the Lord's Holy Spirit, revealed the keys to the kingdom of God in the days subsequent to Pentecost. This account is recorded in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. In other words, baptism in any other name is not good enough to save you and remove your sins. Spiritually speaking, the name of Jesus Christ is the only saving name for this lost and dying, troubled, and sin-sick world. He saves us and gives us all the hope that we will need for every tomorrow. He is our preeminent Savior who was born to die for our sins born to give us second birth, and born to take us home to glory with Him. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 16-17, it teaches us this truth. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. In this troubled world, these are very comforting words for every true born-again believer. Therefore, dear television viewers, the salvation of your soul depends upon the important decision every one of you will make today. It may be difficult, or you may find it hard to believe that you are not saved according to God's Word. However, that is what faith in God is all about. It is first believing that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and then second, taking his personal action to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and seeking to be filled with his Holy Spirit. After that, it will be easy for us to now say without reservation that we have obeyed his commandments by accepting him as our Lord and Savior. Today, for tomorrow may not come. Though it may seem like a difficult decision, I know in your heart that it is the right thing to do today because we live in a generation with ever-increasing corruption, deceitfulness, craftiness, lies, murders, thefts, and especially with the festive customs of Christmas trees and the ancient myth of Santa Claus. A recent magazine article stated that making Santa Claus real to our children required telling them a white lie. However, we believe that a lie is a lie, regardless of whether it is white, black, green, or yellow. 
So then how do we explain the life for the multiple Santas that children see today in different stores? And just how does Santa get down the chimney where in our homes, especially here in Hawaii, do not have fireplaces? Moreover, how do we explain to our children that we lied to them about Santa Claus and the answers we gave them previously were not really the truth? Therefore, it is important for us as parents to be honest with our children. And the best way to be honest is to teach them from God's Word, the Bible. Let's read together in Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We are sure you will agree that the best way to train our children is by being the best example we can be to them. Therefore, according to God's Word, white lies are not permissible. We must tell our children that Santa Claus is only a myth and the blessings come from our Lord Jesus Christ as the only true giver of gifts. Jesus Christ is God's love gift to mankind and the world. And we as true born-again believers are the Father's love gift to Jesus Christ. Christmas can be a real celebration for everyone if Jesus Christ himself emerges as the real source of blessings and reason for the season during this Christmas time. In addition, the festive customs derived by mankind often promote the idea that happiness comes through material things, when in fact they are actually bought or bought by other people. Matthew 6.33 offers this clear advice. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, dear television viewers, we must put Jesus Christ first in our lives and ourselves second to God then the material blessings will surely follow as we have need of them. We read on in Luke 6, 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that he meet, with all he shall be measured to you again. Yes, it is more blessed to give than to receive. However, it works both ways. To receive, one must give. And God loves a cheerful giver, not merely at Christmas, but at all other times as well. Paul explains this truth to us in 2 Corinthians 9, 6-7. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall also reap also bountifully. Every man according as he proposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Giving is an attribute that should be done every day and not only at Christmas or Thanksgiving. Generosity in spirit and in work should be expressed every day of the year, especially where the poor and needy are concerned. Now here's some timely advice to all children and teenagers alike. Be content with what you receive at Christmas on your birthday or on other special events. Remember your parents know what you need and they are giving you the gifts from their heart. In other words, appreciate what you see and what you get. Refrain from murmuring and being disgruntled. When you take on this type of attitude, you are like the multitudes who rejected and crucified the gift, Jesus Christ, who came down from heaven. Another festive custom at Christmas includes eating, drinking, and engaging in merriment. That is where you get the phrase, Merry Christmas. The attraction features strong drink and alcoholic beverages. What should we do as Christians do? The answers are found in 1 Corinthians 10, 6. Now these things were our examples to so the attempt we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. 
The desire to drink can make one into an idolater, as we read in the seventh verse. Neither be idolaters that were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not compromise with the world and its pleasures, as verse 8 tells us. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Can you imagine the personal destruction that comes about when people sit down to eat, drink, and be merry instead of praying? We should always pray, Lord, help us to escape all these things. And God, who is faithful, will not suffer us to be tempted above that we are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that we may be able to bear it. One major problem that plagues mankind today is alcoholism. It is a dilemma that is getting progressively worse, and it gives a person false hope and courage. God's Word tells us not to carouse with drunkards and gluttons, for they are on the way to poverty. As you read Proverbs 21, wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Proverbs 23, 29 to 30 and 35 also instructs us, saying, Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babblings? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine, they go to seek mixed wine. They have stricken me, shall they say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall I wake? I will seek it yet again. We are forbidden as Christians to drink wine or alcoholic beverages, lest we drink and forget our duties, and our judges be afflicted and perverted. Let us read this together in Proverbs 31, 4 to 5. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes to strong, princes strong drink lest they drink and forget the law and prefer the judgment of any of the afflicted. To me, many drink strong drink due to being depressed and stressed in life. They think that the drink will help them forget their poverty and misery. However, please remember this dear television viewers, no matter how much you drink, after it's all over, the problem is still before you. Drinking never solves anything and it often makes matters worse. America's major problem is not with drugs, but it's with alcohol. We know that drinking harms and endangers not only the drinker, but other innocent people as well. It can cause one to be overconfident and take risks such as driving too fast, passing at the wrong time, and so forth. Loss of coordination and judgment may go an accident prone at home, on the job, and elsewhere. Losing work, Monday morning absences due to hangovers, or coming to work intoxicated may cost a person his or her job. Therefore, we preach abstinence in the Apostolic Faith Church, not moderation. And as Christians, we should abstain from alcohol and any other strong drink. In 1 Peter 4, 2-4, it reads that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walk in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking vile of you. The things of this world will not bring satisfaction. Like as unto Moses, we all should make the right choice as he did in Hebrews 11:26, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the riches that treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Jeremiah writes in Lamentations 3:40, let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Yes, indeed, we have learned from today's message that the festive customs of the people are vain. Therefore, we pray that you will personally enjoy this Christmas season and may you be blessed with a right, vice white Christmas in Christ Jesus. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Han Jr., expressing my sincere appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, 
the church and review our telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusCommission.org. Closing this sweet hour of fellowship with you will be our church band once again to play the song entitled, Lean On His Arms.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.